This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be here with you, Jordana. We're virtual this week. We're virtual. We've got a lot of live shows, so we're trying to make sure that we have all our episodes ready so we can be on the West Coast and just relax. Listen, podcasts are you know it is become a part of people's schedules their drives their wake-ups their routines exactly. we never want to get in a position where it's like oh it'll be out later today no 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 you have this is your wednesday we get it we know we want to be yeah. there for you holding your hand through your day through the commute through that walk that you're taking for your mental stability we get it that's why we're here for you on a consistent basis every week wednesday and sunday right jordan completely we would never leave you hanging i mean no. i have to say not to toot our own horn mm-hmm. but we have been doing this show for probably four and a half years yeah. never missed a week toot toot motherfucker I'll toot it for you. Hardest working people in America. (laughs) That's right. Go to the coal mine every week and Mm. churn out those episodes. Um, But listen, if you're out there and you want to come to a live show, you got to you got to get involved. Get the whole group chat involved. We're going to be in L.A., San Francisco. Or have we already been there at this point? Uh, No, but if you're listening to this as a subscriber early, then we're going to be in San Francisco tonight. And if you're listening to this in a regular Wednesday episode, we're going to be in L.A. tonight. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And also, we have Austin, Chicago, New York. That's the end of our tour. So go to uh, betches.co slash youuplive and get your tickets. Assemble that group chat. Get your crew together. It is a live fun experience what a way to spend a night with the crew so to speak right exactly and if you are coming to one of those shows and you want to come up on stage or you want to nominate maybe a friend who you think could use our help to come on stage in front of everyone and we'll give them a dating app makeover or we'll interpret the text with that guy that you guys have just been going over and over and over again at the brunch table and like you're probably all wrong. We'll break it down for you. Submit yes. it. Uh, send the name of the segment. Send the name of the city you're going to. And uh, we might just pick you to come up with us. Encourage your friend that you're being half honest with. That's the friend that should be coming on stage. The one that you're like, you're honest with, but you're like really afraid to say that end of the sentence that would really shove a you know nail in the coffin of their lives because it won't we're there to do that for you we're we're there to hammer that last nail and in the nicest most loving way possible right jordana you know it made that just made me think of something that a lot of women do i myself have do this too i don't think men do it in their conversations Mm. but if your friend just keeps like keeps is telling you like a story and you kind of know that they're like wrong or they're having like sort of an absurd reaction to it but you're not going to say like i don't agree with what you're saying you'd be like what does your therapist think about that (laughs) 
Like, did you like, <laughs> have you talked to the therapist about this? Because it, it sounds like a more professional thing than I'm even. I'm not cut out for like, such a conversation. That's right. Hilarious. It's like if you're gonna, someone's got to be paid to be having this conversation with you because. Yeah. It's hard truth, and I, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> this is above my pay grade. Have you spoken to someone with an yeah. <laughs> extra degree or two? Yeah, that's that is so a, funny. I'm sure men don't say that. but like I have we, never said. I don't even... Uh, no one even says the T word amongst men. We're like, no, we... Basketball and fantasy football. That's it, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you what do you say if someone's I don't telling know, you a man. story where you hear... You, they're you. You kind of think they're wrong as you, they're telling you the story. Like, what do you? What do you say? I I don't even know. I I guess. I feel like I don't know, man. Is sort of the like. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, uh, I, <laughs> I I I guess I've said a lot of times. I I I don't know about that one. Like I like saying that. <laughs> I don't know about that. One. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, a lot of. I, I guess like this is the problem. Like men are very bad at policing one another in a different okay. way. You know, like if I hear a story from a dude that I'm like, ugh, I'm just like, I just don't associate myself with that person. You, we're, we're very much walk away. Like, I mean, we had this discussion the other day um, and I kind of want to reiterate, say, you know, say it with in a different way. Cause I've thought it about, we had that woman email in about TikTok. And how oh, yeah. she didn't want to date a TikTok a, a, guy. She would she, never date. Yeah, she would but, never date a guy right. who was who was trying to get a TikTok following. But she was wondering if men looked at her with a TikTok following in a, I guess, a similar way, or would, or would make men unattracted to her. And we were talking yesterday because I've had some TikToks where the, the comment section kind of goes in a direction I I couldn't see coming. Okay. And like in, in a way yeah, that I I'm like, this. and I'm like, men don't like TikTok because it's a place for gossip. You know, okay. it, TikTok is the gossip app. You, I saw a TikTok last night when I was going to bed. It was a woman who she said she's in Cabo and these married men, she was talking, these men started buying them drinks and then she sees he has a wedding ring on and she's <laughs> like, marry. And then she's like, tune in for part two about these married men talking to us and i'm like i don't want to watch that i don't want to watch that at all that right. has no interest you don't want to the me. petty gossip but i'm sure you like the like real gossip yeah, give me like, the juice yeah, yeah. but like there better be some juice i don't right. need there might have been yeah. some cheating going on if i'm gonna hear yeah. about <laughs> yeah this guy better like you better have found his wedding ring in his front pocket not see it on his hand when he's openly buying you a drink because he likes talking to young women who he thinks are cute. And that these gray things happen. I mean, you've talked about it. Like, you yeah. know, sometimes you're at a bar and a guy buys you a drink. That feels good. And you're in right. a relationship. It's, it, this isn't this meaningless. Is, yeah, this is meaningless. And life is long and life is, you know, way too, you know, you know, annoying to not just have one moment where you go, wow, a guy found me hot. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and so. This to take this all back to what we're talking about, like the idea that men are like getting into gossip that is third level and not high level okay. is just we back away. Like, hey, you know this this woman doesn't answer my text. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna fade into the mist on this one. 
Okay, it's not like <laughs> it's not a lot of opinion based stuff, right? No, ours I, is I, like, can you believe she said? You know, my mother in law said this to me, and like she thinks she's. And sometimes I'm like, eh, that doesn't sound so bad, but you have to just like say, have you talked to your therapist crazy. about that's this? Crazy, <laughs> yeah, she's that's messed nuts. up. Yeah, uh, I. Well, it was interesting. Like when I was talking to friends of mine who were married about like do how does your family get along with your significant other i asked a lot of friends of mine this question and as as part of a poll (laughs) oh yeah i went around polling i was like let me get too nosy with my friends but i asked them i'm like what's the dynamic between your wife and your mom and it was amazing to me how much like how little control they seem to have over any of that Mm -hmm. and they're like you know the ones where the wife and mom got along they're like i feel so lucky because they all knew a guy where it wasn't get they weren't getting along and the ones that their wife and mom didn't get along they'd be like they'd be like i don't know what to do it was like they were in front of a fucking rubik's cube yeah (laughs) that they couldn't figure out here's kind of the thing with most uh, mother-in-law situations for my friends who have mother-in-laws. It's like, yes, you, most of the time it's kind of like, there has to be someone in the relationship that's kind of eating shit. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The, like the, it works out well, like there's friendly and there's like an easy, it's an easy time when there's yeah. one person who's sort of asserting dominance and power and the other person like doesn't really care that much. They're like, sure. Okay. Sure. Like that's you, usually, someone has to not care. Yeah. For a smooth relationship, that's usually how it goes. Someone cares a lot and is very has a lot of opinions, and that could be either one of them. It could be the mother in law or the wife. Okay. Yeah. This is and what I was going to ask you. Which yeah. the you're talking about the mother in law and the wife? The yes. One has to subser- be subservient to the other in a certain way. Yes. And I think that when that happens, and the the relationships like that's a good working relationship yeah. when one person. <laughs> Does not care about being the head bitch in charge, and the yes. other one does. Works out well. <laughs> when both people care, that's when you have like when it's a power play. Yeah, well, that's know? when you have the husband who's you know you have the manager and the co-manager, and if they're trying to both be managers, you have the husband who's just the assistant going, I don't know what to do right. with myself. You know, like just exactly whose orders should I be following? Yeah, right. And you yeah. just and this is all to say like just how ill-equipped men were for the social um war <laughs> that was going on between two you know um people and and again like at the brunch table fantasy football and we'll just call everyone names you know that's yeah. what it is it's very simple that's a very simple relation although i don't think it's I think a lot of the times they're not quite as deep, and I don't want to speak generalized for all male relationships, but I think no, that I was I, different I level of intimacy. Th- absolutely, like there's good and bad to everything. Believe me, like I, I, and I totally agree with that statement in in general. I have like I can count on my you know on my thumb how many men I talk to on a deeper level, you know. Right. So I, so I understand that, but uh, I also like this. You know, part of the reason this podcast works is like I do enjoy these conversations and yeah, in, and you're in, good at in them. a non-personal yeah. way. You know, so I, I when it comes to my own shit, I'm like, ah, just a lot of noises, <laughs> you know, um, and more on that. And you up with benefits. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you up with benefits is just half. Ah, 
you know, that's what you have with it. says, but thank you for the three dollars a month, uh, <laughs> which gets you two extra podcasts of a that, month, right? Two extra ver- uh, sessions of uh, <laughs> that's what we should call it. You up with ah, you know, just mincing words, um, exactly. Otherwise, I, 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 you know, we taped yesterday, and I went to, and I went and got a drink because I decided to have two faux pas. Yeah, you were killing the game. I love it. I was crushing faux pas, and then I was like, let's keep this party going. And I did have like a night off. I didn't do shows last night after the faux pas, and I went and got like a, a spritz. Oh, and yeah, are you a spritz and- guy now? I like a spritz. I okay. like an app, an appy spritz. I like any type of spritz. I think it. I like the bubbles of it. I, I think it slows me down just enough. I've been drinking champagne more lately. I, I got you know on my honeymoon, or even yeah. before that. I got. I used to be like not into champagne, but it's Same. sort of like, you know, it's almost like a, and not an acquired taste, but you have it in the right setting, and you're like, this is pretty nice. I was very happy having a glass. I agree. Totally agree. And it's just like a sipping drink. Like, I'm done with vodka soda. I want to, like, I need something to slow me down because I'm a fast drinker. You saw with those faux pas, I'm I'm chugging them. Right. Yeah, these are, it helps you savor them. Savor them. So I, but I did have this moment where I'm like, I did, I was like, maybe I should text a woman. And I looked through my phone uh, at female, female number one, female. Right. (laughs) Well, I I did. And it is the weird thing is like, you know, talking about married men, the married men in my life, my married male friends are like, so you're going on dates. You you know, uh, my married friends generally, uh, you know, without gender, they're just, you're going on dates, you're single, are you out there? And then I'm like the moment where I would, you would think the opportunity summer night, spritz outside champagne who are you gonna call and i was just like i'm gonna go home i'm i'm tired <laughs> i i i didn't call but you anybody. had fun i had a nice time i don't know i i think that was like a moment where i was like you know you have these moments in singledom where you're like i don't have the energy to be single this would be nice to be in a relationship this moment okay and i think that's like a right. divider between who's ready to be seeing someone and who's ready to be single. Like if you're out and having a spritz and you're like, I got, you know, a phone full of people that, you know, hypothetical chances to have a fun night. Right. And not to say I have like all the, you know, I'm I'm just saying like I could say, come have a drink. There's people you could text for a drink. There's people I could text. and, And I just had no energy for it. Is that weird? Right. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Is it? Is it? Is it kind of like that? You, well, I mean, here's my question: Is it that you had no energy, like you were just like, I don't want to like get into it, or is it kind of like I feel like I've already done this and it's losing its novelty a little bit? I guess it's a little bit of both. It's like already having gone to the restaurant and knowing what the experience is, and being like, oh, I'm gonna have to wait an hour to right. get in. You know, or the seats are uncomfortable or like knowing what that situation is. Like I knew, uh, so I don't have the energy for something I've seen before. So I don't have the energy for 
how was your day and rising my and, and, and right and then and, do and, i have to and, feel anxious that i'm not being responsive enough for right and right, asking yeah. enough questions basically for date mode yeah dates are energy like yeah. you know like communication I'm not is communication generally is i mean yes. we think of texting as this like extremely low low effort low energy thing but i actually mm. i kind of hate texting people generally speaking mm. i find a text conversation is like draining because it doesn't have a beginning a middle and an end like a real conversation does it just yes. goes on and on and on until someone presses the like button yeah and then it's over <laughs> you're just hovering but then you're even when you do that you're like was that rude like, yeah, yeah, did, yeah. The, did, like, I, <laughs> did i give them enough did i hang up on that did i like textually <laughs> hang up on them i don't really <laughs> No, do you know what I mean? I find like the the ambiguity of constant texting to be stressful. Yeah, and and it's stressful, and it's also like, where uh, do we have to go somewhere with this? You know, does right. this text have to lead to a hangout, or did I just use them to get through my hour where I had time to text and I had nobody else? Right. <laughs> like, well, that's like kind of like a. It's like when you call someone and because you're like on a walk and then they call you back when you like <laughs> have something else, something like you want to do. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't really want to. Sp- I don't need I, them I, anymore. I, all right. Speaking to you is better than like staring into the abyss, but it's not yes. better than like the show that I'm in the middle of. <laughs> yeah. You were very specifically um, placed in my life at that point. Right. Yeah. No, I get that completely. Um, before we get started, I'm going to be in huntsville and nashville this weekend as well as raleigh and i'm gonna be in providence and i just added springfield missouri so if you're out there jaredfree.com you want to come to a show tickets are jaredfree.com if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback you're a millennial And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Are we ready to do uh, an email? This email is kind of on what we're talking about, actions versus words, you know, like is text an action? Is a word an action? You know, all that stuff. Totally. I'll just get it right into the email then. I'm just going to read it. Hi, Jared and Jordana. I'm a longtime listener and a new subscriber to You Up With Benefits. Thanks. Thank you. I drive a lot for work, like 2,000 miles a month, and you guys keep me entertained. I love that. Perfect summer road trip. Also, even if you don't drive all the time for work, great road trip podcast. I think people love it that way. That's why we don't take a week off because we know this person's got 
miles to drive and we're there with her. Exactly. So here's the deal. I've been dating my boyfriend for eight months. We met on Tinder and got really serious really fast. For some context, I'm 29 and he's 35. When we met, it wasn't those sparks flying type of thing. (laughs) It felt really (laughs) secure and we had a lot of important conversations right off the bat and both wanted to date intentionally and settle down. All of this really surprised his friends and family and he has... He has never had a serious relationship. He can't even remember when the last time he had a girlfriend was. Everyone who knows him has told me that he's extremely picky and that I check all his boxes. I guess this makes me feel good, but I've also had to train him on how to be in a relationship. Communication has been huge, but improving steadily. We live together and have already talked about engagement. We went to Jared. Ha ha. (laughs) LOL. And I picked out a ring. Uh, I wanted, and he's told me when he plans to propose. Okay. It's a little specific for my taste, but it's okay. Okay. (laughs) This email is really going to get practical. Yes. This is getting a lot of people wet. Ooh, we didn't have sparks fly. (laughs) (laughs) I told me the exact date and time that he was going to propose. Everyone says I check his boxes in a practical way. Ooh, yeah, it's a very this is this this email ain't gonna be a um a an audio porno for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. I've never been more confident and sure of anything in my life. This all sounds great, but here's the catch: he's never told me he loves me. We went on vacation to Mexico in February, and I got drunk one night and told him that I loved him for the first time. He didn't say it back. If I remember correctly, his response went something like, I definitely have those feelings too. Oh, it keeps okay. getting hotter. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same Z. Same Z. I've been feeling a certain way about you for a minute. Yeah. Uh, hot. Get out those vibrators, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't really hurt my feelings then as I knew it was a big deal for him and thought he'd tell me when he was ready, but he hasn't. I was raised in a family where we always say I love you, even when we hang up the phone. I can tell his family is much different in that way. For my birthday in April, he got a picture of us printed with the words, all of me loves all of you. Okay. Okay. Getting closer. Okay. I took this as his subtle way of telling me. (laughs) So funny. Okay. It's like, oh, is it a Hallmark card? You got the card yeah. that's like, uh, like uh, I love things, so many things about you, you know, like the, and then instead of saying it, it's fantastic I, that me that like this to me is like, it, you know, she gets this uh, card, a uh, picture of us printed with the words "All of me loves all of you." She sees that and then she looks to a guy in a referee jersey, like, does it count? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? How do I score this? We'll allow it. Yeah. (laughs) He's not much for talking about his feelings, you think, but he shows me every day that he loves me. He does so much for me and I never question how he feels. My friends think this is weird and that he's not ready for our relationship to go on, go to the next level and needs more time. I've never pressured him into any of this, so I don't necessarily agree. So is it strange to be talking about engagement with someone within the next couple of months if they can't even tell you they love you? Do actions really speak louder than words? I can't wait to hear your advice on how to approach the topic slash if I should bring it up to him. Thank you. P.S. Please come to Michigan. Well, we'll be. I mean, we're sprinting to Michigan with all this hot romance that's going on in the state. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, 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 I love how the friends think it's weird. And it's like, 
are your friends looking at engagement rings and living with their significant other? Like, what a well, fucked up even, thing. It's not even that they think it's weird. They're like, they think it means he's not ready. It's like, what? based on... Who the fuck are you? Right. How do you, <laughs> like, know, what, how do you know shit about shit? Um, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a strong opinion to take on this guy who's like... It seems as though this guy's doing the best he can. And I like that she mentioned the family. She's like, my family says I love you all the time. We're an I love you family. Right. He's not that. I like that she acknowledges like he's from a different type of thing. And you meet those families where like you are, you know, nature versus nurture. Nurture is a big part of who people are and, you know, how comfortable they are saying certain words and how they do things sure. like you know to me i don't know i i i think there's like a bit there's so much more context and nuance to this than just a guy who won't say i love you he, right well here's my thought on it mm. i think the fact that he hasn't said i love you after eight months that in itself is not the issue because that fine some people take longer than others i think the issue is that she hasn't had this conversation which she's emailing into us with the person she thinks she's gonna marry she's planning on yeah. marrying this person and you think that you have an intimate enough relationship but you haven't told him that you want to know his relationship to the word i love you and that you've been thinking about it and that you you've said it to him and you're not sure what he like they haven't had an intimate conversation about this that's real she's just like and i'm just gonna like hint it like if you're married you're not like hinting at shit anymore you're like saying what you feel and then finding out why the other person like if you're at that level where you're looking at rings you should be at a level where you can say to him like hey you never say i love you like is like what's what do you what are your thoughts on that like it kind of makes me feel sometimes i wonder if you do i mean i know you treat me well but sometimes i do wonder if if you do love me like where does what's what's your deal with that you're totally right it's 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 interesting that she's practical with everything except the i love you Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's practicality in her reasoning for the I love you. Do right. you know what I mean? You know, like she's she's basically like, you know, she's separated. Like we have moved in. We have gone and looked at the ring. We have chosen the date that that engagement will happen. And then she's like, but I love you stands on its own in this romance magical right. world of you know like and it's like no what you, the way you just put it is being like hey this romantic thing that could have been in magic disney world land now right. needs to be brought into practical land because i'm gonna marry you and i need to know that i can feel you know right about the person i'm seeing and i and yeah these and- words matter to me Totally. And even more than that, it's like, I need to know that I can feel comfortable talking with my husband Mm. about, you know, the things that he says or doesn't say and how they make me feel like the fact that she's hesitant to even bring it up to him to me is like, are you ready? Are you actually ready to get married? Are you at that level where, I mean, I don't think that if it's about time, but it's kind of like, if you don't feel comfortable saying to him, if it's such like a weird tiptoe around thing to me it's almost like do you have the actual level of intimacy to decide you want to spend the rest of your life with someone like have you gone there yet it's fair and you you know from her side from to empathize with his side he just i i think like if you're not from an i love you family or she says he's never had a girlfriend or he can't even remember the last girlfriend if you have no practice in this 
there's nowhere to go to be like, is this love? You know, like you, there's nothing right. to rate it against. Yeah, so, I don't think it's it's like a terrible, horrible thing that he ha- no. that he can't or hasn't said it. I just think the weird, terrible, <laughs> horrible thing is that they haven't discussed well, it, but they want to get married. I, I I totally agree with you. I'm, I I guess I'm more just saying like he might not even know have the tools to put an "I love you" together. Now, the other, you know, the the, the scarier empathy I have towards him and she might not want to hear this is that you know he's there's a there's a there's a part of this where it's like i'm 35 because she mentions his age and box checking and he's never had a girlfriend you know there is this type of dude who's like it is time next one in we'll get the ring and it's like did he make the decision on you thoughtfully like that's what i would be worried about for not getting this I love you conversation or not even having this intimate conversation at all. Right. Is this like, is there, is there romance in this at all? Is the other, yes. I guess, question. Am I, am I helping this person go right. to the next phase of life? And it's like, I, you know, some people want that. Some people are like, that's what they have in common. They're like, we're both ready. And this is who it is I'm with. And that sounds bad to say. No one would admit that about themselves, but that exists. Yeah. I'm sure that exists um, for many, many people. Totally. And I think for this person, they they want a little bit of both, you know, like they want the romance, too, even though they've, you know, kind of presented this in a very practical manner. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe being hesitant to say it. But like the only way you're going to find out what the deal is is if you open up the conversation, it's not even about it. That's And that's the more important conversation. I love you. It's just a word. Right. Yeah. Your thoughts about intimacy and, and your family background and how your how how your family related to intimacy and how, you know, closeness was thought of growing up. That's a much more interesting, relevant, intimate conversation than even the thing that you just want. So this is a great opening to get into something that's actually a little bit deeper. How did I love you happen with you and Mike? I said it first mm-hmm. when we were in Florida. On a trip. Beautiful Orlando, the home of I Love You. It was Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> Okay, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he actually didn't say it back immediately. Okay. Or you know what? He did say it back, and then I was like, I don't know if you were ready to say that. Like, it wasn't with the like. <laughs> it wasn't with the enthusiasm that I yeah. wanted it in. And I was basically, like, it was like a little upsetting to me, and I was like, why don't you think about this and you can come back to me like when when you still want to say why don't you practice this go you know ha, you know go rehearse get yeah in no, front I, of the was mirror like, I was like i don't want you to, when you're ready yeah. well i was like i don't want you saying it because i said it and you feel like pressure to say it I so like and i didn't i just didn't like the like in like almost like the enthusiasm that was behind it and yeah come it just, back it, it with seemed a full like band a, and sing it exactly come back with stars and stripes um and he that was like a and it was a weird it was like a little awkward Uh um and then like a week later i think he like you know he came back with it in the right way and it felt much better well that's a version of the reveal like i love you is a reveal you know i love you and then oh uh, yeah i love you love you too kid and you're like nah (laughs) <laughs> that ain't that didn't make me feel great. Come back and then you, you know, oh okay, let me rethink this. I've actually put thought to this. Like yeah. I mean, that should tell this person 
the amount of thought that goes in. Like you were in a relationship with someone you loved and you thought about it and you put time. Mike probably hadn't. Like I've been in that position where I'm like, I haven't even thought of like what those emotions mean to me. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't the, it wasn't, it's not my fondest memory of us together. That's (laughs) not to me the, that's not something I'm putting on the our story page. Um, And I remember, you know, it it felt a little weird. It felt, it felt a little bit like a rejection, even though, you know what I mean? It was like a soft rejection because it was like, set it back, but it was like, wasn't how I wanted it. And so I think, and I think that's okay. I mean, looking back, like, I mean, now he's obsessed with me, but like, um, (laughs) (laughs) but that was a conversation that I think that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about and kind of, what you said in the beginning is like this intimacy and this conversation. It's like you guys communicated. The I love you is in a communication. The the lack of an I love you that feels right is a communication. Right. You know, like this person yeah, and- isn't communicating with their significant other that they're planning on marrying. And, totally. and treating it as a box to be checked when it might be a problem with the overall umbrella of the situation. Totally. And she said they've had some community. She's had some things where she's trying to get him to communicate more what better practice than this you know super loaded yeah thing that you you know i mean that's gonna it's it's also gonna show you if he's capable of opening up a little bit more if he's capable of going a little deeper or if you're gonna keep things like you said kind of like surface level we're both checking off the boxes and like you know what i mean i'm ready to have a wife and here you are like that'll sort of tell you if it's if it's this kind of like glossy superficial thing or if it has the capability of going deeper and i would imagine if you're looking to get married Mm. that you would you would prefer for a little bit of both totally agree nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout there's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ but a very close second lumi whole body deodorant it's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe and you up listeners can now receive a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code uup at lumideodorant.com l-u-m-e-d-e-o-d-o-r-a-n-t.com making sure that i smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident if i'm scared that i might be like having an odor that is going to totally throw off my confidence so i love lumi so i can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You ready for some awkward sex? Yeah, let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. They're always so great. I mean, this one, this this one's got yachts and Mediterranean living. I mean, we, we, we get it all here. Amazing. Jay and Jay love the podcast. I have an awkward sex story for you. The summer after I graduated university, I got a job on a sailing yacht in the Mediterranean. Ooh, Ooh. I can feel the wind in my hair. 
hot. it wasn't as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> I was most I was mostly just a twenty four seven living housekeeper and waitress. The only benefit was I could look at the Italian coastline out the window as I vacuumed. Do you ever uh, did you ever watch Below Deck? I've watched it before, and I'm familiar with the show, Great but I'm not show. like people love it. I know that. Are you a huge fan? Mike and I, that's like the one Bravo show we watch together, Below Deck Med. It sort of like has something for both of us. I think so. And I like that it's a new group that comes in every time. Yeah. The group that comes in always adds a little bit of flavor to it. And you know what? Because it's like a new group every time, it's not like people with like a reputation and a storyline to protect. Mm. So it doesn't seem as like kind of like forced or fake because it's kind of like it's you're, you're coming and you're going you're and no one there has like a million no one on it has like a million instagram followers so you're kind of like it feels more pure yeah they and it does seem like they they're there on vacation i can't believe how open the guests are like they're on oh, vacation yeah. like i'm like who would pay this much money and then also embarrass themselves like this it's pretty <laughs> wild i i and i mean this this person does seem like they'd be on that ship, like working it, like on, yeah. like messing up the dinner service, you know. <laughs> like okay, um, I was mostly just a twenty four seven living housekeeper and waitress. The only benefit is was I could look at the Italian coastline out the window as I vacuumed. This also sounds like Cinderella, just like <laughs> maybe I'll get to Italy one day. Yeah. Is it Num- it's, I mean, if you're going to be vacuuming, it doesn't sound like the worst way to do it. So. Totally agree. Nonetheless, I always managed to find some time here and there to enjoy myself and meet some new people. One afternoon, I was getting groceries for the ship, and on my way back, I met an Italian guy who worked on a different yacht. He had the dream job in the industry. His yacht was privately owned, and the owners were almost never there, so he basically got paid to hang out in the Mediterranean on a huge and gorgeous yacht and keep things tidy in case the owners decided that they wanted to come for a sale. We started talking. He invited me over that evening. I agreed, so after I finished dinner service, he picked me up with a small powerboat and took me back to his, quote-unquote, yacht. That is the dream scenario. That's like having a roommate who's never there. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, this sounds awesome. Now I was into him. And the whole setting was totally beautiful and magical. We had some wine, had quite a lot to talk about. Plus, he was a handsome Italian man, and I was having my hot girl summer moment. I was down to sleep with him. One problem, I was on my period. Well, that didn't phase him one bit. Things got steamy, and we moved inside. That's when he said, let's go to the owner's cabin. Ooh. What a bad yacht sitter. Right? <laughs> I froze. Not only is that unprofessional under any circumstance... <laughs> <laughs> but I was also terrified that we'd make a mess. Should the me bus and safety? the owner. <laughs> should we? Right? Should we wear our life jackets? I'm gonna tell. Like, <laughs> right? Get in the yeah. owner's suite. Yeah. She's like, but but me narc. with my with was, my period. I'm professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get in there, you bloody mess. <laughs> oh my god. So. I reminded him that I'm on my period, and he said not to worry. We'll put some towels down. A gentleman. Uh, we argued about it for a bit. but the- <laughs> Argued? But then I figured it's his job and his decision. The owner's cabin was obviously way nicer. I went with it. Miraculously, we didn't make a mess. Not a drop, even on the towels. Ooh. I think that's mostly because I made sure that gravity would be on my side. No cowgirl that night. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I stayed Respons- good. 
So responsible. That's right. When we were done, I got up and went to the owner's end suite bathroom to clean myself up, admittedly feeling pretty naughty and excited about the whole situation. Now, for the next part of this story, I need to tell you about the floor in this bathroom. It was not a regular flat floor. The whole floor was a, was a teak grate so that the water from the shower could drain through the grate. The fact that it's teak is also important because teak wood is usually not painted or varnished. What is okay, she, so an I, interior designer? I mean, my God, this woods woman. I, so I, I, I hope I'm... Shit. I, this must be boat speak. Like, yeah. you know, you know, they use different words for the front of the ship and the back of the ship. So I guess the, the wood being, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Teak is a thing. Sounds right. Well, I stood there and checked myself in the mirror and that's when I felt it. The floodgates, all the blood, which had not exited my body before, decided to make its grand reveal. I dove towards the toilet. Not that only. But that only made it worse because I spread it all over a larger area. The entire floor was covered in blood. I panicked. I grabbed some toilet paper and tried to wipe it up. But this wasn't a smooth floor I could just wipe down. This was a fucking grate with hundreds of different angles and surfaces to carefully scrub. Plus, the wood wasn't painted or varnished, so the longer I took, the longer the blood could soak in and stain. I worked like a madwoman, scrubbing every side of the damn grate, lifting the whole floor up, cleaning underneath. I took so long that he even knocked on the door to ask if I was all right. I just squeaked, yes, and kept furiously scrubbing away. It finally seemed to be clean, but I was so rattled by the whole situation that I got him to drive me back to my boat right away. I didn't tell him what had happened. The next morning, with a clear head, I decided the best... It was best to tell him what had happened so that he could check everything thoroughly. I did not want the owners to come back to find their bathroom floor bloodied, and I did not trust my frenzied midnight cleaning spree. I texted him the story. He was very nice and funny about it and seemed totally unbothered. He sent me a photo of a tuna that his boss has caught and butchered all over the deck with the caption, I've cleaned up worse. Ah, ah, I like that. That's cute. <laughs> he even, he, I thought he was going to be like, tuna, it smells like your pussy. You know, like I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> big dickhead. Um, he even asked me on, a se- on several more dates after that. But I didn't accept because the whole thing was a bit too traumatic. Fortunately, I can laugh about it now. And it makes a good, ridiculous story to share with my close girlfriends and now the entire U Up audience. Hope you enjoyed. What do you think, Jordana? Um, I love this story. I mean, something very hot about a yacht overall. I did, you know, I did Yacht Week Thailand years ago. Did you? Yeah. Back when 2015. These Yacht Um, Weeks, there's Croatia, there's Thailand, there's a bunch of Yacht Weeks around the world that people have kind of gotten into now. Yeah. It was a really fun trip. We like, I went with with my one friend Mm. um, who was like, she was like newly single and she was... Like let's, it was kind of like a spontaneous, let's fun thing we just did. It was like very spur of the moment. Like she found this this like boat with a, a few guys who were from from Dallas, and they had some extra room. And she like kind of did a pseudo vetting to see if they were normal, and then okay. we just went, and it was a uh, it was really fun. Did was there hooking up? Was it you know we, y- you know yachts and tits and ass and penises everywhere? There was some making out. We made out yeah. with a couple with whatever. Like it wasn't like anything. It wasn't anything too serious Scandals. that came out of it. But it was a great. Mm-hmm. It was like that perfect fun, like 
adventurous trip and i the yachts and yacht week are not really yachts they're like catamarans and they're very okay small anyone can show glamorous yeah they're not glamorous (laughs) situations but you know the thing that was interesting to me which is like this really shows is the crew there was so much like among the crew the crew was usually like the captain and like sort of like the cook was like usually a woman and there was a lot of like crew like hookups and like a whole it was almost like camp counselors do you know what no, I mean? it's it's a whole world I, I none of this story surprises me i have a friend who worked on a yacht and he was like the audio visual guy so Interesting. he was in charge of like like in a similar the way that's i you understood know you have it, money like, you have an audio visual guy for your yacht well that's why i'm like <laughs> the guy who's taking care of the boat where the owner never shows up like there's also a guy on that boat who teaches the owner how to use the remote controls right you know like it's like it's like know, a big toy for the, it's for a the big owner toy. Right? Yeah. so like and and then these people there's a whole culture like they live you know in the caribbean there's like certain bars that are like industry bars for them and like they yeah. all th- this is a whole i remember it's a it's like one of those like post-college jobs that some people do to figure their shit out Totally. Like, um, you know, the people who run the like European adventure tours for like yeah. the kids abroad or something a year when you're again that year, a couple years out of college, just like finding yourself or yes. something. And you want you have to see. And that's kind of like below deck. Also, like the show is like a lot of young people just kind of like messing around, but also doing a job. Well, that's probably how the show came up. Someone had done that and they came back and were like, this is a world. You, you know, right. with, with these shows, you're just looking for a world, an ecosystem, a Petri dish. I mean, these boat people are in a Petri dish. Like, 100%. You know, so I, what would you call this one? I'd call it Below Dick. <laughs> <laughs> in the I name love of, that. of my show. Yeah. What about you? Um, uh, great Expectations. Oh, I like that. Because of the great. Um, yeah. Maddie had not my yacht, not my problem, naughty on the yachty, the Red Sea. I Red like Sea those is great. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, it, it is interesting. The blood on the wood and the staining, it makes sense. I totally understand why she was so nervous. Yeah. I mean, if I was the yacht owner, I would be pretty annoyed if I was there was menstrual blood all over my bathroom. Yeah. I <laughs> It's like a pretty low lift job. It seems like this guy has. All you have to do is not get menstrual blood on the bathroom. We're home. Who did you murder in my bathroom? You know, it's like turns into like, um, what was the movie with it? It was like, there's a mystery movie of the, of the, they're on the boat and then the guy wakes up and like the wife is gone. Oh, cause she like jumps off the boat or something. She like to kill her. She pretends. Pretends. Yes. I said sleeping with the enemy. Something she like fakes like her that. own death to get away from her abusive husband, Julia yeah, Roberts. Yeah, th- there's something of, to this nature. I think sleeping with the enemy, yeah. Boat, you know, international waters is like a stressful thing. You know, scary. I, 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 endless, <laughs> boundless, yeah. The sea is scary. Yeah, that's a whole new level of like sort of, I mean, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That might be scary part of like going to hook up with someone on their yacht. Like they could do, they could put you anywhere. I mean. This yeah, this is a yeah. This story, you know, if you hear it from your daughter, you're like, did you did you Italian man just showed up when you have groceries? Like this is how every murder mystery starts. Exactly. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> but well, happy she's okay to tell the tale. Great story. Yeah. 
Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Let's do another email. We have a voicemail. Let's do it. Hi, Jared and Jordana. Obsessed with the podcast. I tell everyone, single or in relationship, that they need to listen. Um, quick question. I have been in a situation for about six months. And I recently found out he was lying about a few things, and that is just added on top of him being really inconsistent, and I just knew I had to cut it off, so I blocked him. I didn't tell him I was doing it. I just blocked him on every platform he could contact me on, and I guess my question is, what do you guys think? when you block them. I know it doesn't matter necessarily and you need to just own your decision, but I want him to spiral. <laughs> I want <laughs> to know if this is something that happens. So let me know and thanks for everything you do. So Jared, uh, what is it? Have you, have you, has the great blocker of the 20, <laughs> I, the, that's me. the 21st century. Ooh, um, I love a block. Have you been blocked? Um, that you know of. I've been unfollowed. Okay, I, think, I think that's close enough. Close enough. Um, I don't know about blocked, not to my knowledge. 
If you found out someone that you were kind of hooking up with for like six, it sounds like if I'm going to summarize, sounds like if, if you found out someone you were kind of hooking up with for like six months, you went to go look at their profile and they realized they blocked you. Would you spiral? Unfazed. Uh, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the streets popping off that champagne we like drinking now. Having some uh, bubbly. You, you made my life easy. You know? Oh, okay. Game over. And it also, I'm in favor of blocking, first of all. Of course, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm the, the baron of blocks. I love a block. I think it's, and it's for you. It's not about the other person. So right. I think for this person, you know, it's interesting based on, and especially this situation, she says it's a situationship where she finds out he's lying. First of all, let me just tell you, all situationships are mostly lies. You know, they're, you know, they're right. lies to kind of... They're sort of the, inherently lying lies. Yeah, the, 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 whole, the, whole, the whole point of a situationship is to keep the romance alive even though there's no romance there. And that lands in the land of not saying things that would hurt the other person's feelings because then they would be too honest. Hey, I like hooking up with you, but I don't think we'd be good in a relationship. It's a tough thing to say to someone. So instead, you say, hey, are you out on a Thursday? I'd love to catch up and get some drinks. And then you hook up, and then you guys don't see each other for three weeks. That's the kind of the baseline of a situationship. And then when she says um, he's inconsistent, yeah, that's, that's, that's the definition of a situationship. So I, it's almost like she got mad at the sun for being in the sky. Like, I... I so... When she says she blocked him, he didn't care enough about this to keep it and be honest with it or right. extend it. So why would he care or spiral when he sees that he's been blocked? If anything, you've made you've taken the decision making out of his hand and you've also left him to not have to deal with any consequences because if you unblock him which tends to happen a lot in these situations. Sounds uh, like they, she's already thinking about it. She's already thinking about it. She wants to check in to make sure that his story is... <laughs> Did you realize isn't... I blocked you? <laughs> hey, just wanted to check in. She, I mean, she, she wants to go watch his Instagram stories and have them be him like pacing right. and wondering how she's doing. And, that, and that's not happening. Right. Well, that to me is also... It's like she's blocking for the wrong reason. Right. Mm. Blocking for the right reason is I'm, you know, I'm sparing my mental health. I've accepted yes. that this is over and now I just want out of sight so it can be out of mind and I want to get over this faster. For her. But, yes. Yeah. What she's doing is like when I tell Mike, like, I'm not talking to you, but I tell him <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. <laughs> I want him to be like, well, why aren't you talking? Like, well, well yes. what did I do? Do you know what I mean? She's, like, I don't she, she's the toddler who's running away from home. And packing their things, going, I'm packing. Right. I'm leaving. You're not going to have to deal with me anymore. And then on their way out the door, goodbye. I'm leaving forever. Right. In case you're wondering. Yeah. That's, Last chance. Last, Last chance. Last chance. And she's um, stamping her feet down the street going, bye, mom. Right. Bye, dad. Yeah. And blocking when it's used in this way, I don't think is empowering. What's more empowering is... Text the person because yes. you're gonna. She's clearly she's again. The block isn't done, so she'll stop thinking about him because she's still thinking about how what he is thinking of the, of, of mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. block. Yeah. So I would just text him this, this, and this that you did really upset me. So I'm 
just want you to know I'm no longer going to be speaking to you. And I just think that this has run its course or something along those lines. Yeah, she was half bold. She did half of the job. And that's what a lot of people, we all do this. We all do this to protect our own sanity, our own emotional state. But like she doesn't want, she, just like you said, she's, she's still tethered to the dock. You know, she's still attached to him. She's using this as a tool to facilitate another confrontation to another interaction so that she can maybe eventually unblock him and then he can message her. Well, why didn't, why did you block me? Or like, you know what I mean? Or, and, or and, say something and, like that. She's using it just to see if he'll notice. And to me, that's not as empowering as just messaging the person and saying what you want to say. And honestly, this the way she did this usually ends up with you two hooking up again. Right back where you started. Yeah. When you do the block and then they go, well, why did you block me? And then it starts and then you start having a conversation. Then it turns to like, well, I, you know, I do care about you. Do you? Well, we should get drinks. Let's talk about it. Now you're hooking up and then three weeks go by and you're blocking again. This is a great way to stay on the merry-go-round of a situationship. If you really want out of a situationship, you have to add the and, and again, I'll speak for a lot of men in these situations where they're just like cool hooking up they don't realize the damage they're doing yeah this guy has no idea blocking him is just like oh you're just upset that we didn't meet up this week it's not hey i think about you all the time and i think this could be something more and i you know it's really affecting my mental health that's not how he's receiving this right so you have to break up with him to let him know we are done. I am being hurt by this. This I need to relieve myself and I'm blocking you so that I can get better on my own. Yeah. If you really want to spiral, tell him how you feel. Yes. If you want him to spiral. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's like the I think this seems and I've been the probably the victim of this too, being this like this person where it's like you think it's empowering to be like I'm cutting you off. Mm-hmm. But and it can see it can seem like an easier way to be more empowered because it's like I've just cut you off. I'm not even having a conversation about this. Mm. But by avoiding that, just by avoiding the vulnerability of saying how you feel with someone and just cutting them off, there's there's a part of you in the back of your head that's doing that in the hope that to test them to see if they yes if they care if they're spiraling if they're thinking about you if if they're gonna if they're gonna be a wondering or upset that they're not in your you're not in their life anymore yeah and it's like this guy's been passing tests all the time he doesn't think he's failed the test he's like yeah. she hooks up without any consequence and they yeah. didn't have to break up i fucking no, passed so, totally yeah. i bet for you like you would feel if someone wanted you to spiral the best way to do that wouldn't be to block you it would be to text you jared that thing you said and did really hurt my feelings and i just yeah. felt really bad after you did that i think that would make you feel think a lot more about the oh person God, in the situation yeah. then if they blocked you you'd be like well yeah to each whatever. their own yeah <laughs> uh, this is a disappointing answer for her but you know listen break up with him text him right now and you're Unblock, already then yeah, well, yeah. again, and then message him and then yeah. block again well that's the thing when you get blocked or you get unfollowed then you see the follow happen again you're like uh here we go something's gonna happen and right. you're not sure if they're coming back with puppy dog or with like fucking Oh, I gotta, I gotta tell you one more thing, you know. Totally. So I, okay. I, I, she could even un, not unblock. You're halfway home, girly girl. You're halfway <laughs> there. Text a breakup, and then you're out, and it's over. 
finish it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's play some games. Uh, Today's Red Flag Deal Breaker game is brought to you by Faux Pas. Just in time for summer, there's a new canned cocktail that's made for Betches by Betches, and it's ready to drink so you can bring it wherever your group text takes you next. They come in four delicious flavors with a Betches twist and beautiful, vibrant packaging so they look good and taste even better. And, of course, they're best served cold like a K-Text. I got to say, Jordana... The talk of faux pas is heating up. I can feel it. You know, you know, I'm like a, you know that I'm a, I'm on the streets. I'm on these streets. I, I get the temperature of the people. So I showed a friend of mine the website of faux pas because he's a bar owner and I was, you know, singing the praises of the drink. He legitimately gasped <gasps> when he saw the packaging. Like wow. he was like, oh my god! He he was like, this is. He's like, oh, this would, you know, I I amazing. And it's like one of those drinks. It's like it's summer. It feels right for the time of year. So I, I just want to let you know, people are yeah. talking. It gives you. It, it's a real vibe. I think it's just like yes. What we wanted to do when we made it was create something that, you know, was fun, kind of funny. Like if you look, it doesn't take itself yep. too seriously. But not a gimmick, you know? It's not something you buy once, you taste it, you're like, this is kind of funny, but it tastes like shit, so I'm never buying it again. We wanted it to be like a really yeah. good, premium, good-tasting product. You wanted people to say, oh, what's, what, what are you drinking? Oh, I love faux pas. You want them to say that that's what they love when they pref- what that's what they prefer. Exactly. I get and it. I think that uh, many people's drink of choice. So, yeah, try them. If, if you try them, let me know what you think. DM me. It's... Yeah, DM Jordana, the lemon with mint. Ooh, goes down smooth. Okay, you ready for some red flag deal breaker? I'm ready. Okay, I'll start. Hi, J&J. The friend group is split down the middle on this one, and we need a tie-breaking vote to settle the score. Cut the baby in half. Yes. (laughs) Love that story. Recently... At a first date uh, during which the guy grabbed my hand and held it as we walked from dinner to a bar. I was caught off guard and made a joke about it. Oh, so you're holding hands, guy, huh? He was totally unfazed, said, I guess I am, and just kept holding my hand for the rest of the 10-minute walk. That's a long... No breaks? A lot of holding. That's a lot. That's a sweaty, that's a sweaty grip. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweaty palm for sure. Yeah. 
For context, there hadn't been any sexy banter before or during the date. I had a nice time, but didn't think that there were sparks flying. I'd honestly be less weirded out by someone asking me to come home with them than just random hand-holding when the vibe wasn't going in that direction. Half my friends think it's cute, that it means he likes me, and that maybe I need to loosen up. The other half of my friends agree that it's weird, that it's jumping ahead a step, and that if there wasn't a romantic or sexy vibe already going on, that it was out of place. Going out with him again tomorrow, and I'm fully prepared to keep making a joke of it. Is it weird, or am I just a cold, dead-hearted weirdo? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's like no, no two handholds are the same. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I, I'm reading this, and it's like, you know, this is why this podcast exists. This is why Red Flag Deal Breaker isn't just Red Flag Deal Breaker. We talk out every situation because I would, if, if I had like a whatever date and then someone grabbed my hand to go to the bar, like, I, like they were helping me cross the street in kindergarten, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'd have to, you know? I'd have to see it. It's kind of like, do you know what I mean? Also, everyone's. She's like, it wasn't a, it wasn't in that direction. It wasn't, didn't feel like a, but maybe, I mean, I mean, to me, that's the really interesting thing. It was about any dates and why I'm very excited for our set you up segment on our live show. Mm. It's because I think the same scenario can be interpreted completely different by two people. So maybe he yes. did feel like it was uh, that, that you were having a connection and this was sort of his like opening into the handholding. I'd have to see the full date to really say if it was a red flag or deal breaker. Well, I got to take the word of the emailer. To me, this guy's grabbing her hand. The idea that he just kept holding it. I mean, 10 after minutes is, she, is a bit. 10 minutes after she made the joke. It's like it kind of signals to me that this guy doesn't wants to make a move towards going home and doesn't know how to like the touch of the back is is like the is the hey i'm feeling this is a sexy date do you know what i mean yeah that's the like lean in moment that's the lean in moment so touching someone's the nape of the back to me is like a a less um a less forward move but says the same thing as the handhold that he's trying to do to me he's trying to let her know handhold i like you but that's why it's a deal breaker because right. this person is not into them in the handhold way to me going on the second date is not really the move for her like i'd be like hey this tells me everything i didn't feel it because a handhold it's not wrong to try and hold your hand from one bar to the next. I think that's a very sweet thing, like her friends are saying. It is also not wrong to go, ooh, that didn't hit me the way I wanted it to hit me. Right. Yeah, and I think if you're not into it, that's probably a sign you're not that into him. But I think the yeah. act in itself, depending on how it's done, leaning toward, more towards red flag for me. Well, the act of handhold, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, just think I think he's kind of like, oh, she said she wanted to go to a bar after the restaurant. Sure. So like that to me is a sign that she's into this. She's having a good time. I, I keep thinking, I, I, I agree with that's his thought process, but I'm saying from her side, it's almost like, and the spell shall be broken the minute you're touched by the man in cargo shorts, you know? And it's like, because the minute he touches her hand and the minute she goes, Ugh, 
is the minute it's over. Right. Game over. Yeah. You don't like him. Because she didn't like it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the, act in, the act in itself is not the deal breaker. It's the fact that she wasn't into it, which is the right. deal breaker. And she didn't know it. It, it is funny to be like, it, you know, we talk about reveals all the time on this podcast. To me, this is a reveal. You know, this is him going, I enjoyed the date so much. I am sexually attracted to you in such a way. I'm going for it. And going for the handhold. He's going for the handhold. And he's like, sweaty palms ready, mom spaghetti, let's get going. And he Ten minutes. Wow. Ten minutes. And and when she makes the joke, that's his chance to relinquish, understand, uh-oh, Miss Mark, let me readjust and redo it. And he doesn't do that. He doesn't even readjust. He goes, no, I'm in handhold land, and that's where I stay. This is the guy you're getting. And it's like that, to me, shows that he isn't willing to rework and try and figure out a new way right. to sauce you up. You are, this is what you get. Is This is the hand that you shall be holding if you go further. To me, deal breaker. Okay, fair. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. I think this is a very interesting red flag deal breaker. I like this it's one. It's a good a one. Yeah. yeah. Should we do another? Right, let's do another. Yeah. J&J, longtime listener, first time writing in, want to thank you for all the amazing content. I'll get right to it. I have a red flag deal breaker for you. My friend's ex-boyfriend used to make her wipe her vagina with a vagina cleansing wipe every time before having sex. Wait, I have to ask, are there vagina cleansing wipes out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Really? Yeah. They, I mean, I've received them for many, like, agencies they're like they're wipes you know they're here's the thing i don't i don't like the concept of vaginal wipes because okay. they imply that there's something wrong with a the, the vagina is a self-cleaning organ okay it doesn't need a special wipe it doesn't need a special like body wash it doesn't need a special anything and so i think that a lot of these companies feel a little predatory because they're sort of like making women think that they you know mm. that men will think that they smell and that um, they need this product so that men don't, Better. you know, so that a man going down on them doesn't, isn't going to tell all his, it's like fear mongering a little bit about the, the vaginal smell. A lot of people yes. are self-conscious about that because you don't smell other women's vaginas. You don't know what they're supposed to smell like. You don't know yeah, what, yeah. Um, what, you know what I mean? What's normal and what's not. And so I think there's a little bit of a predatory thing in there about like selling this to women as if their natural body odor is unacceptable. Do you know what I mean? It's like a... Well, I, I've never thought of it that way. I didn't even know these wipes existed. And the more you talk about it, the more I realize they're... A friend of mine tried to start this for balls. Yeah, I've heard of that too. They, so, And I didn't think of it... It does always ring gimmicky to me. Like, I'm not going to yeah. walk around with a ball wipe in my pocket... Yeah, you don't. Also, you don't need to. Like again, yeah. like these are we're human, natural bodies. We don't need to like your smell like you're supposed to smell. Like yeah, you're not, these, there's not a take problem. These balls, no matter what. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you don't need vagina perfume. It's not necessary. It is funny to think though that the you know it is empowering when I hear you talk about the vagina. The smell is the smell. You know, that's a vagina. I mean, self you've smelled more vaginas have... than I have. So you tell me, Ooh, is there, are there I ones that smell? I love a vagina. Uh, I've never, I've, the, the are there vagina ones that smell better than others? I've, I've, I've seen the spectrum of smells. Um, there's only been, ha not, I, I think the smell <laughs> thing has been overblown. 
And it's our fault as men. You know, we did the, that was kind of the first. I mean, it's this guy's fault. <laughs> well, okay. But it's, it, but I'm saying this was like the, the smelly vagina joke was like the first middle school humor thing. Right. And now I'm like, I, like I'm with a woman. I'm like, I'd love to go down on you. And she's like, I don't know. I was at the gym. I'm like, let me down there. You know, like, right. I'm like I don't give a shit. You know, like, let's fucking go. I'm going to shower after this anyways. Like, it's not, I'm not as precious as maybe the jokes may have made us led people to believe early on. You right. Know what I mean? But it's, I mean, it sticks with you. And that's why a lot of people buy these products because they're totally. like, well, I don't want to be the girl that all the guys are talking about as the smelly vagina. Do yeah. We, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> smelly vaginas all i mean it is funny it's it is funny but it's not real as or as real as maybe we've made it to be okay let's get it on. Okay, right. sorry. okay but we digress okay my friend's ex-boyfriend used to make her wipe her vagina i mean just the idea of throwing a rag at her be like wipe yourself yeah. up is just i mean so make degrading. you do anything is yeah. a bad sign uh, of, with uh, her wipe her vagina with a vagina cleansing wipe every time before having sex. It didn't matter if she showered earlier or if he wasn't going down on her. He'd literally say that it smells bad and she needs to clean up before sex. Ugh, the whole context of this is horrible. She even yeah. once asked him if she smells worse than other girls he's been with, and he said that he has. He was with someone before her who was stinkier. But he ranked her somewhere in the middle. Oh, my God. Uh, this guy sounds like a monster. I know. And we're getting this story third hand. So I, I, you know, I, I, not that I don't believe the story, but I'm like, this sounds like an uh, again, animal. An animal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She now doesn't like when guys go down on her because she's self-conscious. Well, send her my way. I'll eat anything. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> I'll eat anything. I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) Autobiography title. (laughs) That's Jared Freed. I'll eat anything. Yeah, that is a good title. Uh, My other friends and I were horrified by this. Yeah, as are we. And it definitely would have been a deal breaker for me since I can be really self-conscious about my body and can't imagine my boyfriend ever saying something so mean to me. But she was with him for almost two years and still talks about missing him. So I guess this wasn't a deal breaker for her. What do you guys think? Red flag or deal breaker? They make you wipe up before sex because they say you smell gross. Thanks for the help. Wake up and smell the roses. What do you think? I mean, I think we were both in alignment that agreement that this is a deal breaker. It's yeah, like- and... Unless this is some sort of role play where I'm like in a, you know, uh, some sort of like wipe That's yourself up, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. like Yeah. No, yeah, it sounds I, very mean and like um, immature also to me. Totally immature. Who ranks the, the smelliness of their past partners? Somewhere in, in the, the middle. <laughs> yeah. I give, you a, I give you a five out of ten. <laughs> a- average the- smell. On the yeah, on the spectrum of rotting fish to uh, glade fresh, <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't asshole. know. Asshole. I don't like it. This is an asshole. I mean, I I can't even believe it, it's almost like this woman wrote in to get us to break her friend from this guy. Like, I don't think anyone would read this email and be like, "Well, it's a red flag for me. I don't I mind get it. wiping yeah. myself out." Yeah, I don't think anyone no. would get this. I feel like this was written in specifically. Because her friend won't listen to the podcast, won't listen to her advice. Is like, get over him and needs stop to stop talking uh, about two, this guy. Right? Yeah, t- two other people to be like, uh, you know, cut the shit. So for this person who sent this in, if your friend is listening, put it on in front of them right now, and I'll speak directly to her. Okay, now that she's listening, hey, 
Your vagina smells fucking great. It's fine. Okay? This dude ain't DM the match Jared. for you. <laughs> I, there's plenty of guys who will go down on you and have a great time. Stop with this dude. Okay. We did our service for this person because this there is a ridiculous go. one. We All solved right, let's dating. Do one more. Okay. Faux pas or nah? They mm. wear a backpack for the first date. I recently was on a date and I just came from work. I went to the date wearing my work backpack. My friends thought that a backpack was not a great look for a first date, but I disagree, especially living in a city where many people wear them all the time. Nah, this is not, yeah. this is not a faux pas. I, I got totally fine. Backpack in a city, especially I understand it. You know, we're all, we don't have our cars to put stuff in the trunk I, I mean, yeah. like, there's a thought that, like, oh, you didn't even get ready for the date, but that's not a, really a thought I would even have. Yeah, I think everyone comes from work, and it's just like an easy, like, an easier way to transport. Th- I think that I think that you could say, okay, if this backpack is not one that I, you know, an unfashionable backpack that I'm, I don't like that, and you know, I, I'm more, I'm into people with more, fa- you know what I mean? I like a, a sure. someone with a sense of style. That's a preference, and that's fine. And you don't like the backpack, but I think that. The backpack in itself, not an issue at all. Yeah, if it's got your initials on the back, the old LL Bean. school LL Bean one with the you know the the gorilla you know keychain hanging off of it, and yeah, you know I I don't know I I guess I can't see that that my dad hates adults with backpacks on. Really, my that's dad, such a, a random thing, thing to have a to have a strong feeling about. It's so random. He you don't hates. have a backpack? I bring a backpack I on the plane. Yeah. I bring a backpack on the plane, like, and I, I actually bought, I, I have a nicer elevated backpack. Yeah. Like, I wanted to have like a nice one that I could travel with, so I, I take a backpack where I'm, when I fly. But he, he had this like whole issue with men with backpacks. I was like, I can't believe that hits you like that. It's such an interesting thing. Well, I'll know if I ever, you know, if I ever am going to see your dad. I don't know if it was just men. I think it might be okay for women. <laughs> just, a man, I don't just a man thing. Put yeah, that backpack like, away. Be a Sissy. man. <laughs> what does he think of yeah. fanny backs? Oh, he loves. He he carries around a, a purse. He thinks that a backpack is bad, but a fanny pack or a purse is okay. Man purse is okay. We. I mean, my dad used to go to casinos a lot, and he would hold a purse uh, before fanny packs were in. He was doing it. He seems like a character. I mean, have you seen the videos I've posted of them? They're out of their they're out of their fucking minds. I just told you last week, two weeks ago. I told you my mom spent ten minutes on the phone coughing in my ear. I need to hear <laughs> amazing. I need to hear a bit from your dad recorded about why he hates the male backpack. I'll record him. I'll say record onto the voice notes, and we'll play it if I can get it next week. Love that. I will. Why I do would, you hate? I would men really with like backpacks that. or people with backpacks. I'm not sure whether it's one or the other. Who hurt you? <laughs> what Jansport bag were you yes. pummeled with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's it for today's red flag or deal breaker presented by Faux Pas Can Cocktails. They're eight percent alcohol made with real vodka or real tequila, gluten free, contain no artificial flavors or artificial friends because we aren't into overcomplicated things. Jordana faux pas is about to be the drink of the summer, don't you think? I 100% agree, and I think that you guys agree. I, anywhere, again, anywhere I bring them, they're always gone. And to me, that is the only sign I need that these are high quality, fun, great tasting products. That you know, they're eight percent, so they're they're for a turn up moment. I mean, go listen to last week's Sunday special. You yes. 
Well, you know, yeah. uh, one where I talk about my legs being differentiating sizes. <laughs> and you it know, made the, it all better. <laughs> really? Yeah, it brought me back and made me feel different about my past. So, yeah, we love faux pas. But that's it for today. We solved dating again. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.